This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. That's why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. It is uh, 14 April in the year of the Lord, 2023. It is Friday. We have just finished the president's speech uh, from Indianapolis to the NRA. I've got Joe Crouch of iTarget. I'm going to get to Joe in a second. I've got, uh, I've got uh, some great clips we're going to play to talk about that. But I've just finished with Ben Burkwam uh, talking about his new, the new episode that's coming up on Real America's Voice. I've got to go to, I want to go to Todd Bensman because he's out uh, in, uh, in, um, outdoors uh with some wind are you in lordsburg new mexico today uh todd you're you're back up from juarez you're back up from where you were down in uh down on the other side of the border yes i've crossed in back to the u.s and continuing to do some reporting on this side of the border this particular area has been pretty hot lately uh with a lot of uh, drug smuggling and human loads being uh driven up to uh i-10 so I'm up here to kind of witness some of that. I should say down Pleasure, here. I'll get to details in a second. I, I want to talk. Yeah, it's in New Mexico. That's near the Lordsburg, I think, is relatively near the Arizona border. Um, I want to talk yes. about the trilateral pack. We just had Ben. Ben did a fantastic report from Panama that I think shocked people, showed the old military base has really been flipped to this NGO center, that these NGOs are, are one of the big problems in back of this invasion of the southern border. Talk to me about this tri trilateral country pact of Panama, Colombia, and the United States of America. Please tell our audience. Uh, uh, please tell our audience that this is all to shut down the Darien Gap and to shut down the human wave that's coming up and is being a major part of the invasion of the southern border, sir. Right. They are on track to hit four hundred thousand people running through the Darien Gap to the U.S. border. For perspective. In a typical year before the Biden border crisis, it might be 10,000 or less. Sorry, my, I almost just went down there. 10,000 or less in a year. Uh, imagine 250,000 last year and then 400,000. So they, they recognize they've got a big problem politically. Uh, what they're, what they're uh, proposing to do is somehow between Colombia, the United States, and Panama, they're going to make it even more. Which is to say, they think they're going to slow it down. They're going to do something to slow it down. And I, I would predict that they're going to slow nothing down because uh, people have lots of ways to adapt and get around roadblocks. We saw this during the uh, pandemic. Uh, during the pandemic, they tried to close all of those borders down, and there was rioting, and they were charging the police, and they were burning and arson and everything they never really stopped the flow. I want to point out though that I have a solution for the dairy and gap. I proposed it twice now in both of my books, America's Cobra Border War and my current book, Overrun, which is that the Republicans, if they ever regain control of the immigration portfolio, would want to have air repatriation flights, ICE air simultaneously from Panama, Colombia, and Costa Rica, those three countries. Uh, that would shut that down overnight because nobody's going to get, nobody's going to want to lay down their $10,000 if they're going to get flown all the way back to Africa, all the way back to the Middle East, and all the way back to. Uh, safer third countries, uh, three-pronged air repatriation, U.S.-funded. We can't expect Costa Rica to pick up the tab for that. Uh, in the end, it'll be a lot uh, cheaper, and it'll be highly effective. It will end that overnight. 40% uh, of everybody coming to our border is coming from 150 other countries, many of them through that very gap. 
So you're going to shut down a whole lot of traffic with air repatriation flights in those three countries. By the way, we want to get you back on a Monday, so we're having a little difficulty because of the wind hearing. This is too important just to gloss over because this is a real solution. But one thing, if I, one thing, that's okay. One thing before I let you go is that we had Laura Logan on today. You know, she, she's been she's very focused on the border, uh, being she lives in Texas now. She made a statement. She said on 11 May, Title 42 comes off, and after 11 May, the Republican Party are, are not going to be able to have that to hide behind anymore. Uh, what are your what are your thoughts on that? We understand Title 42 comes off. It's a huge deal. But she says the Republicans have actually been using that as a shield of not having to deal with, with the border crisis. Your thoughts, sir? Yeah, I would agree with her. What's going to happen is they're going to, instead of using Title 42 to sort of um, encourage immigrants to stay in Mexico and do safe, orderly, humane, they're going to use something called Title 8 which is just the old thing that they've always used, that's broken. Title Eight, according to the way they are proposing to use it, it's expedited removal. That's what they call it. And you'll notice that they always say, we will make everybody subject to Title Eight removal. They're saying we're going to use Title Eight every single time uh, because they have poked it full of loopholes. All you have to do is say, I'm afraid to and you're in. All you have to do is claim one of five different exceptions, and you're in. So don't believe anything that they say about Title Eight. You're going to see, and the immigrants will all figure this out, and eventually will cross over. The lawyers, the NGOs will teach them what to say, what not to say. Uh, women and children, you're going to see a huge surge of women and children family units because of the Flores loophole, again, a 21-day cap on detentions. So they know that they're going to get free right away, 21 days or less detention. And they're so you're going to, it's just going to be back to the way it used to be in the bad old days. People turn up at the border uh, and say, uh, I want asylum. And if they say no, they're title aiding you, you have a rebuttal. Five different kinds of rebuttals that you can throw out there, and then appeal and appeal and appeal. You're in. So they they are expecting here at the border on this side, they're expecting a huge wave of immigrants crossing the border illegally uh, after May 11. A big, big, big wave. Okay. We're going to get you on Monday because I want to go through this in more detail and understand you're outside. By the way, Todd, can I say something? You know, you spend a couple of days down in Juarez. You spend days in country. You come back up to Lordsburg. It was a pretty tough town. You look like you look like uh, you either look like a a, a, a biker, uh, a member of the Aryan nation in a prison, or you, you're a totally look five. Your wife should know a couple of days without shaving. You totally look like a badass. Last thing, Lordsburg is very famous. Because of the great short story, I think it was the uh, the stage to Lordsburg was the basis for John Ford's stagecoach, which was really John Wayne's first big starring role in a Western back. I think it was 1937 or 38. So you're in a historic town there, sir. Make sure you enjoy it. Yeah, I'm enjoying Lordsburg. (laughs) (laughs) Benzman, don't ever change. You look like Aryan Nation, bro. Fully, fully. You're giving a full prison flex right there. Love you, brother. Talk to you. We'll talk to you on Monday. We'll get you back on the show. We can hear you. Thank you, sir. Todd okay. Benzman, CIS, the best. Okay, we, we have the best reporting team on this crisis of anybody. I'm so proud of Berkwam and um, in, of Aquero and uh, Oscar Blue Ramirez, Ben Berkwam, Todd, the entire team is just incredible. Um, I want to go now to, I want to go back. Let's play the cold open, and I'll come in. We got about a couple minutes of President Trump. It's maybe a little long, but I want to get Joe Crouch in here. Let's play some of the cuts from this incredible speech President Trump just gave in Indianapolis. I will jump in here and bring Joe Crouch from iTarget, a lifetime member of the NRA, for his assessment and observations. I will direct the DOJ to investigate every radical DA and attorney general in America for their illegal race and reverse-based enforcement of the law. I will then appoint a team of warrior U.S. attorneys, and I know, I know some great ones, including from this area, 
who will be the polar opposite of the Soros district attorneys. These guys, I mean, what they're thinking. Who can believe? I mean, they're not stupid people. They're not stupid people. There's two things. They're either stupid or they hate our country. And I don't think they're stupid. Because anybody that can cheat so well in an election, they're not stupid. That means they hate our country. And I believe they hate our country. They will be the 100 most ferocious crime fighters in American history, and I will task them with demolishing every gang, street crew, and criminal network they can find piece by piece until public safety is fully restored. And that means in Democrat-run cities. And at the top of the list is Washington, D.C. itself, which is absolutely plagued by numbers and crime that nobody's ever seen before. We've never seen anything like what's happening in Washington, D.C. Can you imagine these foreign leaders coming over from countries and they're looking at this filth and squalor and crime in our capital? And I think we have to take it over. We have to take over management of our capital because the people that are running, including the mayor, who did nothing about January 6th, he was the one, no, we don't need anybody, we don't need any help, along with crazy Nancy Pelosi. They did nothing. They did absolutely nothing. They were supposed to. They were in charge of it. But all of our Democrat-run cities are being absolutely ruined and destroyed as we sit here and talk. They're being ruined. I will order the ATF to stop bullying gun store owners and wanting to shut them down for paperwork errors and instead go after drug dealers, human traffickers, and criminal cartels, which is what they should be going after. Under Biden, other countries are emptying out their prisons, insane asylums, and mental institutions and sending them right here to the USA. Can you imagine? Prisons and mental institutions are being emptied out. I read a story not long ago where a man who takes care of a large segment of people in a mental institution in a South American country, uh, a doctor, sounded like a great man, actually. He said he no longer has anything to do. He used to work 24-hour days. He said all of our patients have been released into the United States of America. And this is what we have. This is what we've allowed to happen. And we can't allow this to happen because we will not have a country any longer. We can't allow it to happen. That year after year, Democrats in Washington continue to hold common sense school safety measures hostage to their radical gun control agenda, which in virtually all cases would do nothing to prevent attacks by demented and disturbed individuals, of which we have many, and many are coming into our country, but we're getting them out. Our country has been chock full of guns for centuries, and there was no talk of massacres of school children until around the year 2000. That's when it really started. They started talking about it. This is not a gun problem. This is a mental health problem. This is a social problem. This is a cultural problem. This is a spiritual problem. Each and every one of these heinous attacks depend on the same cold-blooded calculation that the evil monster will have a window of time to act out their demonic fantasy unchallenged. They want to be unchallenged. They don't want challenge. The only way to stop these wicked acts is to ensure that any sicko who would shoot up a school knows that within seconds, not minutes, they will face certain death. They have to know that. And they won't be doing it. For this reason, I will ask Congress to repeal totally ineffective legislation that makes it harder to protect our schools and easier for criminals to face absolutely no opposition when they go in. I will also create a new tax credit to reimburse any teacher for the full cost of a concealed carry firearm and training from highly qualified experts. Who's better? Who's better? If even five and stop this Marxist revolution in its tracks, we have a Marxist revolution going on, and I think you're starting to see it. I think you're starting to see it, and we have to stop it fast. This is what we must do to save our country.
order with a Republican House and a Republican Senate, and we have a really good chance at both. I will lead the great rebirth of American freedom. We will build a future where we're free of crime and free of violence and free from fear. This fear where we are free from dependence on foreign countries. We're so dependent on so many foreign countries, in particular China, where we are free from the shackles of an unelected deep state, from corrupt intelligence agencies, free from war, free from poverty, free to speak our minds, and last but certainly not least, free to keep and bear arms. And in closing, I have to state, the USA is a mess. Our economy is crashing. Inflation is out of control. Russia has joined with China. Unthinkable. Saudi Arabia, great people, have joined with Iran. China, Russia, Iran, North Korea have formed together as a menacing and destructive coalition. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat in 200 years and was unthinkable just a few years ago. Unthinkable that that could happen, but it's happening before your very eyes. And we won't let it happen. With me, not even a chance, just like Russia would have never invaded Ukraine and China would not be having even a thought of raiding Taiwan. You didn't hear about these things when I was president. If you took the five worst presidents in the history of the United States and added them up, they would not have done near the destruction to our country as Joe Biden and the Biden administration have done. We are a failing nation. We are a nation, and I will ask Congress to send a bill to my desk to national concealed carry reciprocity. You want protection. Just like your driver's license or your marriage license, your Second Amendment must apply across state lines. It will. We'll get it done pretty quickly, too. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Joe Crouch, the founder, inventor, CEO of iTarget, a lifetime member of the uh, of the NRA. Joe, first off, tell us how important is it? How important is these uh, conferences, these conventions, these annual conventions in a year when the primary is going to start, when presidential candidates come to talk? You know, the NRA, it just the way Trump just expressed everything there and getting that, um, especially that license across states, you know, I'm in Florida and DeSantis just allowed us to have the uh, constitutional carry. But, you know, you don't know if you carry a firearm in your gun and you travel to another state, you might be in violation, could be thrown into jail for that. So that's something we should have because the Constitution is very clear. I mean, the fact that we have to have an NRA says something about the politician's inability to read the plain language of the Constitution, that it shall not be infringed, our right to bear arms. So, you know, I'm glad Trump's out there speaking about it. Um, he has some great ideas there. Um, he speaks the truth as he usually does uh, on these types of things. And um, I'm a lifetime supporter. And unfortunately, we need the NRA to get into politics and spend that money lobbying on our behalf. But ideally, in a perfect world, the Constitution would do that on its own because it's plainly worded. And clearly, the, the founding fathers understood that what we're fighting against is tyranny. That's the reason we have that um, right to bear arms. And the way I look at it with their, all these school shootings, if you look at the number of people who have died in uh, tyrannical countries, like when Stalin took away their right to bear arms and then 60 million died, or Hitler did it, and then all the Jews that were there were, were murdered, or uh, Mao in China, 65 million died when they took away people's right to bear arms. So, you know, you, you got to calculate that number into the cost of, uh, you know, having firearms or not having firearms, because don't I don't put it beyond these uh, people in government to want to take our rights in order to impose power and control over us like we see them doing with digital the, currency. Listen, or, 
the the more the more that there are these shootings, the more the mental health issues, the young the people on drugs, everything like the more people are going to buy guns. The reason I want to have you on after President Trump's historic speech is is actually talk a bit to people of how you can actually become more proficient in particularly women and young people that are coming, their fathers or their boyfriends or their brothers are helping to get weapons. How do they because it's just like playing a sport. It's all about repetition. It's all about getting what we call reps in. And that's why we're so uh, honored to partner with iTarget. Tell us about iTarget and why this device, if you've never shot a gun before, if you're just getting your gun, you don't have the time, you don't have the, the, the expense of going to the range, the expense of buying ammo. You got to do that, obviously, learn how to do, handle the kick. But there's so much practice you before. And tell me about iTarget. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Yeah, well, as Trump said, like uh, someone comes into school, you want to get them out in seconds, not minutes, right? So in order to do that, you have to be training. You have to be familiar and quick with your firearm. And our product allows you to do that. What we do is we sell a laser that goes into your actual firearm. The firing pin hits the back of it and it lights up. So that goes into your actual firearm. And so when you have that in there, there's no chance of uh, accidental misfires or any type of harmful situation when you're practicing or teaching someone new. So our product allows you to actually train. We have an app, and I'll show you here. So you shoot at the target, and then on the phone screen, you see exactly where the shots are hitting. So that allows you to practice your fundamental skills, um, you know, aligning your sights, getting quick sight alignment. You can practice pulling from a holster, which you can't practice at a gun range. Most gun ranges won't allow you to practice that. So you can do these drills at your home where you can teach other people that aren't familiar with firearms. And it just gives you a whole nother avenue to actually, you know, practice more often and have fun doing it. And dry fire practicing, that's what it's called, dry fire, when you don't have live ammo. So that's something that's actually used by the military. The Marines do it. Police forces do it. Competitive shooters do it. And so it's not just for beginners, but it's a because it's like shooting a basketball. Like you said, it's a diminishing skill. And that's why Kobe Bryant, he was a professional, but he still went out on the court and would practice all the time because you have to keep that skill developed. So whether you're new or a beginner, you know, it's a it's a great it's a great uh, skill to keep in practice. Joe, I just want to make sure about the safety of it. Once you put in the app, walk people through the safety, how you can use it around the house and you don't have to worry yeah, about exactly. something's because going to go wrong. Because the gun itself, you know, there, where the bullet would normally go, now there's a laser in there. So there's no way that a bullet could accidentally get up in there to be fired. And, you know, you, you have to, of course, make common sense when you, you know, make sure your magazine doesn't have any ammo in it. Um, make sure you remove all ammo from your room, you know, use common sense, make sure you do have the laser in there, you know, and once that's in there and you shoot the gun and then all it's going to come out is the laser. So for example, I was able to, uh, teach my wife because when I first bought a gun, uh, had it in the house and she was scared to touch it and, uh, she didn't want to go near a loaded gun and wouldn't go to the gun range with me. And that gave me the idea for the product. Once I developed the product and she goes to the gun range with me. You know, actually, she got so comfortable with it, she actually enjoys the sport now. So, you know, now I'm, I feel more comfortable as her husband that if I leave the house and something happens, that someone comes in the house, she's able to operate the gun and know how to use it. And, you know, so it's, it's a great product to get people comfortable with. Um, if, you know, most of us aren't certified firearm teachers, but the skill, once you know how to handle the gun and everything, you're able to teach others that don't have any experience and get them comfortable with it. And then you're able to, you know, then you can go take the next step, go to a gun range, shoot live ammo. And they've already got the sight alignment skills down. They've already, you know, got the basics down of how to hold and grip the gun and, you know, hold it out in front of you far enough and all those types of skills that you tell them, you know, at home in a safe way. So, you know, th those are fundamental skills that, that you can teach at your home. Joe, give me that. You've also got the other product, the multi that was the multi target. Take a minute and explain yeah, the other product you've got too. These, these are great for uh, somebody that's uh, a little more experienced. Let me pull something like that. Uh, so the cubes, they're smaller targets and you can spread them throughout your house. And I'll just turn the computer to it. So they have an app and you can do a drill. Like Three, two, get your countdown. One, go. And then. 
it gives you your, your time of how fast you're able to shoot the app when it beeps. So these are great because they hook to your home's Wi-Fi network, so you can spread them out throughout your house. Timeout. And then, um, you know, you, if you do clearing drills or you can compete with people, you can each, like, take a couple of cubes and have, like, head-to-head -head competitions on how fast you can shoot them. And, again, this allows you to have – it makes practicing more fun. So when it's more fun, uh, you do it more often. I don't know if you can see behind me up there. Let's see up here is a, the cubes up there. So in this room, actually, have, we have people over, and then we'll stand like uh, it's about five yards back and see how fast we can work. have friends have have friends over for clearing drills. Exactly. <laughs> it's a great Saturday night. A great, a great Saturday night. We got a bounce crouch. I love the product. Everybody that gets it loves the product. How do yeah, people get to you? How do people get to the product? Yeah, at our website, www.lettertargetpro.com, itargetpro.com, and use the code Bannon. They get 10% off. And uh, we appreciate, appreciate everything you're doing, Steve. Thank you for uh, helping spread the word of our product and protecting our rights in this country. Well, we want people not just to have guns and have their rights, but know how to use them and know how to use them safely, particularly women and young children, younger children that are coming to guns for the first time. So your, your product is fantastic. Joe, honored to have you on here. Honored to have you as a partner. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Steve. Joe Crouch. Uh, by the way, we're going to try to get Grant on Monday. We couldn't do it today. I want Grant's breakdown of the, of the uh, NRA uh, Stinchfield, of the NRA speeches of all, everybody that attended, particularly uh, Pence and uh, obviously President Trump. We're going to take a short break. Very disturbing uh, situation with Navy personnel in Bahrain. Robbie Starbuck is going to be here. And Tim Rosenberger. You saw him on Tucker a couple of weeks ago. We have Tim Rosenberger from Stanford. All next in the war. Starting the new year, how will you prepare yourself, friends, and family? In the news, you're seeing constant government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflicts, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. And relying on your cell phone in these scenarios simply won't cut it. That's why over the last year, I've been partnering with Satellite Phone Store to help you stay prepared and assure your vital communication stay prior they're one of America's largest satellite companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. For a limited time, Satellite Phone Store has a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon. Get a bivy stick or an Imarsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Remember, that's you get a bivy stick or a Marsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Now, Satellite Phone Store's customer support team is located in the United States of America and can help you pick the best plan for you. Go to sat.com right now. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Sat123.com slash Bannon. And get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That is sat123.com slash Bannon, sat123.com slash Bannon. Get it today. Take action, action, action. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter I. 
targetpro.com. That's I, targetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Besides that PHQ-9 at 12 years old, we're also doing a HEADS interview. HEADS is an interview, it's an uh, acronym, H-E-A-D-S-S-S. We go into the three S's. One of them is safety, and that's as simple as, oh, are you wearing your bike helmet when you ride your skateboard or ride your bike? Do you wear your seatbelt? You're welcome, safety. <laughs> but then the next S goes into suicide. And I am asking that question. Do you have thoughts of hurting or killing yourself? And the last S is a subject that no parent wants to talk to their kid about. Sex. But it's happening. You don't want to know about it, but it's happening. Even here in Bahrain. But this generation is definitely more open with experiencing and, uh, and experimenting. And so I ask those tough questions. Do you identify as a male, female, non-binary? You, if you had a crush on someone, is it a male or a female? Do you have a significant other? And yes, I'm asking them if they are having sex. <laughs> At 12 years old, 12 years old, not the clinic policy, not AOR policy, it is Big Navy, Bumed, DHA. At 12 years old, parents cannot look at their children's medical records online. At 15 or 16, because it depends on state law, but that is on average, that's the most, the biggest time, it's 15 or 16 years old. There are four things a child can come into clinic without, and schedule their own appointment, and we don't have to tell their parents. Mental health, so anxiety, depression. I do have, a, I'm a mandatory reporter, so I do have to tell parents about any thoughts or plans to kill someone else and themselves. But just regular anxiety, depression, I can see them without telling their parents. It's gonna hurt some people. Birth control. Birth control. We can have those conversations with the kids. How important is it that you have that open rapport with your kids so you can talk to them before they're coming to their PCL? What goes along with that? Pregnancy tests. 15, 16 year old, they can come in for a pregnancy test and we do not have to alert their family. And lastly, sexually transmitted infections. When did this policy of preventing parents from being able to access their minor children's medical records start? I'm not sure of when it happened online. So the question was, when did it start on uh, not allowing uh, parents to see minor children's medical records? I'm not sure. I've been a practicing provider for six years and that's as far as I've known that it's been the case that you're not allowed to see once you're 12 years old. You can come into clinic and you can request those records, but you can't get it online. So it's just only online? Correct. So if a parent wants to come in and find out what's going on with their children's quote unquote care, mm -hmm. they have full access to those medical records and the providers can't hide any of that or keep these conversations secret from the parents? If they come in. And I would also, I would definitely recommend. So and when they come in for any of these concerns and their parents don't know, I encourage them, I build that rapport and I encourage them to talk to their parents. Because then think about it. If they have that trust that provider and then you're coming in and getting their medical records, you're breaking that trust. You're not building that trust with that child. So the only issue I have with that, they're a minor child. They're not of consenting age, correct? So if we're sitting there, I, I'm, I can, so I don't understand how, like, because I, I have a 17-year-old and almost 12-year-old, and I have been never been notified of this policy until I just heard about it the other day. And personally, I think it's absolutely abhorrent that medical professionals will keep that kind of information from parents, especially if there's, like, you know, some kind of pregnancy or 
especially some kind of STI or anything like that, and especially when it comes to gender. There's so many things that are poisoning our kids' minds on social media when it comes to this gender ideology, and then medical professionals are now no longer required to disclose that kind of information to parents, I think is absolutely abhorrent, disgusting. As a parent, if someone kept that kind of information from me, and I don't know if you can tell, but I am shaking right now because I am furious that you would sit there and think that it's okay to hide that kind of information from a parent, a minor child. Because I'll tell you what, that is absolutely important to me. And if I ever find out that my child is going through these issues and I wasn't notified, I will go after every single person's medical license that had anything to do with my child because I will, I will do anything to keep my children safe. So I think it's absolutely disgusting. Thank you. Thank you for your opinion. Thank you for your opinion. Just like you are an advocate for your child, I am an advocate for your child. And so when they come in and they disclose that information, sometimes I'm the first person that they have told. And that has happened here in Bahrain. I'm the first person that they've given that information. And so then we have a discussion. I have that rapport with them. If they are open enough to tell me that information, and we talk about, hey, I really think you should talk to your parents. I really think they would be able to help you. And, but then there are parents that don't want to hear it. They're very close mind, and they don't want to hear it. And that's why they keep those secrets. And that's why we have teenage suicides. So you're saying that you're the, the minor child, someone who can't consent to anything, who's not a legal adult, you're saying that minor child they have, and the medical, quote unquote, medical professional has more rights than the parent over that child. That's what, that's the, that's the Navy's policy. I would encourage you to talk to your child. That's not what I asked you, ma'am. I'm asking you, according to this policy. Again, policy, I didn't make it. I, I'm, not, I'm not accusing you, ma'am. I'm, I'm simply calling out the Navy that the policy gives more rights or, or circumvents a parent's rights to know is what you're saying. That's the Navy's official policy. Yes. All right. Any other questions? As someone who spent uh, eight years in the Navy, I, I, when, as soon as I saw this, I'm absolutely beyond furious. And uh, I, Robbie Starbuck, I, I saw it up on Robbie Starbuck's getter feed, and I asked Robbie to come on and change his schedule. Robbie, thank you so much. I, I am absolutely stunned by what we just saw, and particularly the fact Bahrain is right there in the Persian Gulf. And when we talk about Taiwan and the Straits of Malacca and the South China Sea, they're the cutting edge of the Ford deployed Navy. Tell us what we just saw, Robbie Starbuck. Well, what we just saw, it's a Navy official just basically saying, we believe the government has precedence over your parental rights. And if we decide the gender ideology is something that we want to happen, we're going to assist your child in it. And we're not going to tell you anything about it. If we find out your child is having promiscuous sex all around, we're not going to tell you. If they get an STD, we're not going to tell you. They get pregnant, we're not going to tell you. That is not the place of the United States government. And what they're doing is an assault on parental rights. It's disgusting. When this got sent to me, when I tell you the person who reached out to me concerned about this is very high up, I just want to stress they're very high up. They've spent a long time in the Navy. They're very aware that they very well could lose their job over this. And they're, they're pretty resigned to the fact they will likely be found out. And I, I'm still not comfortable with naming them anyways, just because I told them, you know, I hope that we're able to get more information. But this is something that parents in the Navy are getting just absolutely incensed. I only posted this about eight hours ago, and, and Navy families are going crazy about this, as they should, because this is just step one. Let me tell you, when countries do this type of thing, there's no time in history where they do something like this and they don't try to go further. They never just go, oh, we're just going to do this one thing. It's just a step along the way to total tyranny. No, but her arrogance is that, oh, well, you know, you can go to the parents or you can come to us. And if we hear it first, particularly on this gender ideology, and it, it is absolutely stunning the arrogance of this uh, lieutenant commander just kind of laying out what, oh, what this is what policy is. And the Navy, the Navy is in shock. They can't recruit people anymore. Nobody's going to go in the Navy. Why would you be an enlisted person or even an officer and have your children exposed to these uh to these factotums that essentially have more power 
than you have over your own tro- over your own minor children. It's absolutely stunning. Robbie, you ran for Congress. You've been involved in the political process. You've been part of MAGA from day one. W- where does this go from here? What are you going to do with this? You and your, your, your wife has dedicated her life to, to sex trafficking and, and to child abuse. You're an activist. Where are you guys going to go with this uh, tape? Because this is explosive. Well, I'm going to all these members of Congress and I'm asking every single one of them, what are we going to do to defund this wokeness in the military? Because we have the power of the purse in the House. We need to use it. We need to hold the line and we need to defund every one of these woke programs and policies in the military and really force the Biden administration into a position where they have no choice but to agree to a budget and to rules that are going to make sense and not abuse our service members. And what you said is exactly right. The arrogance is almost as bad as the policy itself. They're so condescending to these families and to our troops. And you said something when you opened this up. You said, you know, the location of Bahrain is strategically very important. And do we really want a military that creates problems for our service members to worry about? Because there's members there whose children are in the United States and they don't have regular contact with them. And now they need to worry about the care their child's getting in the U.S. Is my kid secretly being transitioned right now? Are they being promoted promiscuous sex and being given birth control? They have no clue. So you're adding stressors to these service members who we may need to deploy into a war zone at some point if China decides to go after Taiwan. So, you know, this is a very serious situation with serious consequences. And when you look at the recruiting disaster, you have to just ask yourself, who would want to join the Navy at this point? All my friends who are Navy vets, they go, this is not the military I signed up for, period. And I I can't recognize it. Brother, I saw, saw this, the team, I saw, I think we contacted, I saw it 20 minutes before we came on air and I said, I got to track down Robbie. I got to get, I got to change the show running. I got to get this up here. I am so livid. In fact, I'm going to talk to a bunch of my buddies who are flag officers. Uh, you know, after I got out, they stuck for the 20 and 30. I'm, I'm going to get on the phone tonight and work this. I'll come back to you. Robbie, incredible job putting this out there and uh, we'll be back to you. How do people get to you, Robbie? How do they get to the site? How do they get to your social media? How do they find out more? about this uh, about this video and what you're going to do about it. Follow me at Robbie Starbuck on all platforms. And I've got a show on Rumble, the Robbie Starbuck show, where we're going to have some more details about this tomorrow. And, you know, we put out some other stuff from uh, a base in Germany where the U.S. Army is giving out free books um, about gender transition that include a really horrific illustration of a man trying to be a woman. But they're giving these books out for free in the army. So this isn't just a Navy problem either. In fact, my theory and what we're running down, and I hope to have an answer on tomorrow is, I believe this is a top-down order from the DOD to all branches. I don't think this is just big Navy. I think this is the every branch. And that's what I'm hoping to confirm tomorrow is if every branch has been poisoned with this new policy to keep secrets from service members about their children's health care after they turn 12. What time is the show on Rumble tomorrow, Robbie? Uh, I'll be on around five o'clock. Five p.m. Eastern Eastern Daylight Time on Rumble. Yep, Eastern Time. Ro- Ro- Robbie Starbuck. Okay, Robbie, thank you very much. We'll tune in tomorrow and watch and catch up. Talk to you over the weekend. Let's go ahead and play the cold open. We got Tim Rosenberger from Stanford. I want to play this cold open of Tim on uh, Tucker Carlson.
uncomfortable up here. Um, and I don't say that for sympathy. I just say I'm deeply, deeply uncomfortable. Um, I'm uncomfortable because this event is tearing at the fabric of this community that I care about and I'm here to support. And I don't know, and I have to ask myself, and I'm not a cynic to ask this, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is this worth it? It isn't a setup. But for many people in this law school who work here, who study here, and who live here, your advocacy, your opinions from the bench land as absolute disenfranchisement of their rights so and does land. That woman is a living metaphor for everything that is mediocre, stupid, and Stalinist about American society. Federal marshals had to escort the judge from the building. Tim Rosenberger was there. He's the president of Stanford's Federalist Society. He joins us tonight. Tim, thanks so much for coming on. Was that, I mean, that diversity dean, and maybe you don't want to agree with me because you'll get in trouble, but I've, I've kind of never seen anything like that in my life. Did, were students applauding her? Did anyone say, who are you and please leave? Well, thanks for having me on, Tucker. Uh, no one had the temerity to say, who are you and please leave. And I guess you haven't seen this because you haven't been at college for a couple years. But this is what it is like every day, not just at Stanford, but in a lot of our universities. But, I mean, this is Stanford Law School. This is, you know, one of the best schools in the world. And that dean was like, seemed barely literate to me. And as far as I could tell from the tape, didn't give a single specific example of what offended her about the judge's decisions. It was just, it was a series of, of bumper stickers. Did I miss something? I don't think you missed anything. I think a lot of us who worked very hard to get to Stanford are kind of feeling like suckers right now. But, you know, you get here, you experience this, you sort of see that there's a mob, and there's a way you're expected to think. You might have thought the law school was to teach you how to debate with people and how to make an argument, but in fact it turns out it's to teach you how to think a very particular way, to hold a certain set of beliefs, and if you don't want to do that, then maybe uh, these elite schools are not for you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they had Marxists. I went to a pretty mediocre college, but they had Marxists teaching there. But at least they seemed smart and they could make an argument. Are there a lot of people like diversity dean lady at Stanford? I don't think there is a lot of impetus to make good arguments. If you say the party line, right. uh, you'll be rewarded. And I think that's what this dean saw. You know, her constituency is the craziest, loudest, most nuts student. So as long as, you know, that student is happy, uh, the school is happy. You know, there, there's no reason to challenge. There's no reason to push back. It's so nicely put. Really quick, did anybody say privately to you, I'm shocked and disgusted by this? One professor, uh, Joe Bankman, emailed me, and I, I think he's fine with that being known. Uh, and our advisor obviously supported me. But uh, within the law school, no one else. There are a few folks from other parts of the campus, but... There was no widespread support, and the consensus seems to be that this was basically fine. You know, this is just how we're going to do business. So disgraceful, so shocking, and I'm, and I'm so sorry for you that you're living in the middle of it. A Godspeed, Tim Rosenberger, brave man. Thank you so much. Thanks very much. More news after the break. Berger joins us right now. Tim, can you get us up to date on, on what's happened uh, What's happened since that time? That was shocking. That was the Cultural Revolution. That's Mao's China with the Red Guard. Tell us, give us an update. We've got a couple of minutes. Give us an update on what's happened since then. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we had a big letter come out from the dean. It's a 10-page document. Uh, much has been made of it. And the dean says there's going to be mandatory training around free speech. Uh, we're going to take various other initiatives to get students to sort of respect one another and be with one another. Uh, the dean you see in that video is on leave. It's unclear for what duration or whether that was voluntary or not. Um, but certainly the most guilty are unrepentant. Uh, the students who organized this have put out statements saying that it was Stanford at its best, that this was a great moment for the law school. Uh, Stanford in the meantime is now the top ranked law school in the country, booting out Yale uh, since this happened. So that's sort of an exciting uh, coded to this and an encapsulation of this being a bigger problem than Stanford. It's a problem for all the elite schools, uh, particularly the law schools. Tim, we got to bounce, but I got to tell you, you're going to become a leader in this movement because the great uh, jurists, the great lawyers, the rule of law is all going to come out of Harvard, Stanford, Yale, whether people are like it or not. Those are the great Chicago. Those are the great law schools. This episode is shocking. It is Mal's red guard. There's no doubt about it.
How do people keep up with you on Twitter? How do they keep up with you on social media? Yeah, I'm at TimJRJR on Twitter. Would love to hear from people, particularly young people who are thinking about going to these elite law schools. We need you. We need you to get in the fight. We need you to be the jurists, professors, leaders of tomorrow. No, I know the Federal Society is supposed to do it, but somehow we've got to get you on a national speaking tour. We've got to make sure young people don't flinch from that. What happened to that judge is not acceptable. And if we allow that to happen, we're not going to have a country. Tim Rosenberger, president of the Federal Society at Stanford Law School. Thank you for joining us tonight. Look forward to having you back on here. Thanks, Steve. Anytime. Breaking news, Mike Pompeo has just put out a, a report, just put out a tweet from his, he and his wife. Mike Pompeo has announced he is not going to run for president of the United States. I don't think Pres- I don't think uh, Mike made it to uh, to Indianapolis to speak at NRA Day. He's put in an announcement he is not going to run uh, for president of the United States. He's not going to take on uh, President Trump. Okay, tomorrow morning, uh, Josh Hammer from Newsweek joins us. Joe Allen will be here. You're not going to want to miss tomorrow morning. We're going to get down and get on it tomorrow in our Saturday edition of The War Room. Until then, see you. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.